You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. The title of my message is this, with a song in her heart. And uh, God actually whispered that line to me a few weeks ago when I was thinking about what I wanted to share this morning. And as a mom, I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old, okay? So the song in my heart can change rather quickly. (laughs) Like I can be really happy and then feeling like I can lose my mind (laughs) within a span of like five minutes because that's a season of motherhood that I'm in. So I wanted to kind of give you an example. Bedtime. All right, where are the moms at? Bedtime. I don't know about your house. I'm going to throw out this free nugget of wisdom. Give yourself more time for bedtime. All right, when I did this, I used to kind of rush through my bedtime routine with my kids because I just wanted them to be asleep so I could spend time with my husband and relax and, and sit in quiet. And so I'd rush through and then I realized I'm missing out on some of the sweetest part of the day with my kids. And so I let myself, I gave myself more time and I started to love bedtime because it's when my kids open up, they ask me questions about God, they tell me more about their day. And the song in my heart during this time is something like this. So precious, my little girl, telling me how much she loves me. That's how bedtime starts out at my house. I walk downstairs, I'm like, Mike, we're so lucky. Like, oh my gosh, our kids are just the best. And then it begins. Mom, I'm thirsty. Okay, all right, we just had a nice time. I'm gonna get you some water. Sit down on the couch. Mom, these socks don't feel right on my feet. I need different socks. I'm like, what do you mean you need different socks? Those are clean socks. Mom, I really need this Lego piece to finish this Lego creation. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to have bad dreams. Like literally, Mom, the deepest questions in the universe that you could ever imagine coming out of a four-year-old's mouth happen after I tuck him into bed. And so after you know, 45 minutes to two hours, depending on the night of this, the song in my heart quickly changes to something like this. Wow, bedtime can really change a tune quickly. Or one of my personal favorites, traffic with your kids. Stuck in a car, in traffic, you have to get through, and your kids are fighting, they're freaking out, they're hungry, and then all of a sudden, Chick-fil-A right off the exit. My saving grace. I exit the car. I amp up the kids. Kids, it's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. There's Chick-fil-A. I get the biggest pack of nuggets on the menu. I give it to my kids. They're like, yay, woohoo. I get back on the freeway, back stuck in traffic. It lasts two minutes. And then it starts setting in. Mom, he, his nuggets are too hot. And then my beautiful daughter, who I love, but she's a bit feisty, 
This is a real story, okay? I'm telling all real stories. She goes, these nuggets are too crispy and starts chucking them at my head while I am stuck in traffic and I can't even pull the car over. And she's literally chucking nuggets at my face. And then the song in my heart is this. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me go all out Up in here, up in here Anyone else? Anyone else? Ah, oh, gotta love motherhood. All joking aside, the Bible actually has a lot to say about the songs in our heart. And I want to ask you a question before I get into this message. If your life was a playlist, if your life was a movie and there was a soundtrack, what would be the songs playing on your heart, coming out of your heart? What music would come from the thoughts that you think and the emotions that you feel? Because God actually has a lot to say about the songs that are in our hearts. And I'm not talking about if you can sing well or not, okay? Like, it has nothing to do with tone. It has everything to do with what's on the inside. And I'll explain why. There's a scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 18 through 20, and it says this. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And, listen to this, making music to the Lord with your mouths, No, with your hearts and give thanks to God for everything. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this scripture is showing us that it's not just about the songs that we sing on a Sunday. It's not even about the songs that we sing throughout the week. There's actually music that comes from our heart. And the Bible talks so much about songs and how we are able to use them. We see in the word that songs are used for warfare. In 2 Chronicles, the king of Israel heard a word from God that the battle belonged to him and that there was victory. So the very next day, he gathered the troops together, but he actually sent the singers first ahead of the soldiers. And on that day, they saw victory. There's another story that I love where songs are being sung by Paul and Silas. And in this story, they're singing hymns, they're in prison, and all of a sudden, the prison doors swing open wide and they are freed, showing us that there is power and freedom in the songs that come from our heart. There's actually over 200 songs recorded in the Bible and two whole books devoted to songs in the Bible. We have Psalms, and the Song of Solomon, which is all about love and how music is intertwined with our emotions. So God really cares about this topic. He really cares about the songs that he puts on the inside of us, but also the songs that come out of us. So this morning, I wanna have a conversation with you and I want yourself to begin to think and ask God to locate you. What is the song of my heart? What song am I singing? when I wake up in the morning? What song is dictating my emotions and my thoughts? And I'm gonna show you two different mothers on this Mother's Day that both had a song in their heart. They carried two very different roles and purposes, but I really believe that we can pull wisdom and pull strength from the both of them. So the first mother, she's pretty popular, 
Mother Mary, Mary's song. So a little bit about Mary. She was, um, you know, she kind of evokes this like, oh, Mary, like she's so sweet. You know, she was doing her life, living a very quiet life. And then all of a sudden an angel showed up. They're like, you're going to carry the son of God and you're going to be blessed. And she was like, me? Like, I'm just nobody. But there was all this pomp and circumstance around her becoming a mother. And so she delighted in it. And we see this through Mary's song of praise in Luke 1, 46 through 48. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. So she was celebrated. She postured her heart towards praise because she knew how incredible it was that God would choose her to be a mom to Jesus. To me, she's like the quintessential stay-at-home mom, okay? Like she spent her whole life raising Jesus, but I wanna point out something that I found interesting. There's not a lot said about the younger years of her raising Jesus. And I think very often, especially for those of you that have moms of littles, so much of it is thankless and unseen. But God sees, God sees, you're doing a good job. I also find it very comforting that the only story that I could find in the Bible of when Jesus was a little boy was when Mary lost him. (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, if Mary, the mother Mary can lose Jesus, the son of God, I should give myself a break for losing my son in Walmart. But really, like, she was a great mother. She was viewed as this mother, and she did such a good job. She was always there for her son, even when he was being crucified on the cross. She endured that pain. She was right there in it with her child. And there's so much to be said for how we as mothers do the same thing for our kids. And whether it's thankless or whether it's, you know, you're, there's pomp and circumstance and angels coming down to celebrate, you're doing a good job, mamas. You're doing a really good job. Uh, I also think that, and I'm gonna tread a little bit lightly here, but there's always a temptation to make motherhood our identity and make motherhood something that can almost become idolatry. And even when we look at Mary, how it played out in the Catholic church, they put her up at the same level as Jesus. They prayed to her and and to Jesus. And I think, wow, how tempting is it to look at motherhood and to become completely engulfed in it, completely consumed by it, to where it becomes unhealthy. So I just wanna encourage you in here, if you are a mom, let's make sure to keep our hearts and our identity in check. You are a mom, yes, but your kids don't need the whole universe to go around them. You don't need to make sure that everything is perfect for every single thing. Because if you do that, there's some fun phrases like, they'll grow up to be snowflakes, or you'll be a helicopter parent, or a bulldozer. There's lots of fun ones out there. My husband keeps me in check so I don't become those. Thank God for the men of our church. Otherwise, we would definitely be out of whack. 
But there is a temptation, even when you look at the Catholic church, of putting motherhood higher than what it should be. And in this house, we understand that yes, motherhood is so important. We celebrate moms, we celebrate motherhood. We do it together a lot. That's why I love connect groups. That's why I love our mom's ministry where we get together. We have mom's night out, but we also have play dates. We go to the beach together. We understand that motherhood needs to be done together and not alone. But we also understand that there's so much more to life than just making sure that our kids are happy which leads me into the second mom that I wanna point out, and that is Deborah. What is Deborah's song? So glad you guys asked. So in Judges 5-7, it sets the scene for Deborah. Villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. How powerful is that? So the Bible shares with us that Deborah was a mother, but her kids weren't mentioned. I love that the Bible attaches to Deborah's identity, not that she was just a judge in Israel, she was involved in the public square, not just that she was a prophetess, where she was speaking prophetically into the families of her community in that day, but she was also a mother. She was a mother that did all of those things. And I love that the Bible makes sure that we know that she wasn't just this warrior woman, but that she was also a mother that was a warrior woman. I love Deborah because she wasn't waiting around for somebody to tell her to stand up. She saw the situation that her kids were being brought up in a village in a nation where there was a lot that needed to change. And she realized that nobody around her was doing anything about it. So what did she decide to do? She decided to arise, to stand up, and to do something about the things that were stirring on the inside of our hearts. How incredible. How incredible that a mama's heart can taste, can see, can locate, the atmosphere of a society, but that she had the courage to stand up. And the entire nation turned around because of her courage. An entire nation was restored back. It says at the end of Judges 5, the end of her song, that Israel saw 40 years of peace after her courage of taking a stand. In her song, it says this, Judges 5, 2 through 3. Israel's leaders took charge and the people gladly followed. This is her saying this. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings. Pay attention, you mighty rulers, for I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. She didn't have angels coming down. She didn't have people, you know, saying, hey, Deborah, you'd be good for this. Like, you should do this. No, she had a song in her heart that broke forth beyond her household. Her song was for the entire nation of Israel. And I believe that there are some mamas in this house that God has put a song in your heart, not just for your household, but for our community, for Eastlake, for our entire nation. There are future women and men that are going to arise. They're gonna assess the situation and realize, oh my goodness, God put that in my heart. And they're gonna arise and stand as a mother. 
Not apart from it. They're not gonna abandon their motherhood for this. They're going to bring motherhood into it and that is where the change is gonna happen. Two mothers, two very different songs. Mary was acknowledged. Deborah arose because of the silence. Mary had the path laid out for her. Deborah pioneered the path. Mary was looked after. Deborah looked after. Two different mothers, equally exalted, equally in the Bible as being honored and praised. And today I feel as if we can reach and grab the gold from both of these women in the Bible, both of these mothers and see their songs and ask God to put that same song into our heart this morning. Which leads me to point number three, your song, your song. On this Mother's Day, what is the song in your heart? And I want you to ask God that. Like when you, when you woke up this morning, what was going through your thoughts? What emotions were you feeling? Have an honest moment with God. This message, although it sounds nice and fluffy, you know, songs and Mother's Day and floral patterns everywhere, there's actual power in the words that I'm saying. And I will show you a tangible example. If you could put the photo up on the screen. Okay, so I find this very fascinating. There was a lot of research and studies that have been done showing that words have a vibration and will actually alter the structure of water crystals. So you, you do realize that you're made up mostly of water, okay? So scientists, all they did, it almost sounds like voodoo or something, but it's not, it's science. <laughs> they put these words on water bottles and then they studied them at a molecular level. And they started to notice that the word on the water bottle dictated the structure of the molecules. So now think about that. I mean, look at these different pictures, evil versus gratitude and thankful. Feeling foolish versus having love and gratitude in your heart. You disgust me, look at that, versus harmony. Now think about yourself. Think about how you are made up mostly of water and how the words in your heart, the thoughts that you think about yourself, the things that you speak over your kids, over your husband, over your friends, the things that you say, think about how that is affecting you. The Bible has a lot to say about how God wants to give us a new song. And as I was looking into the word, I kept seeing that, a new song, a new song, a new song. And I felt like God was saying, I wanna give people a new song on this Mother's Day. Psalm 98.1 says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for He has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown His saving power. I really think that, and listen, I'm gonna preface this by saying, there are some times that a song is really, really good, but it's just time to move on to a new song. We can't stay living in our glory days of the past. You know, I love um, Joanna Gaines. She says, the best days are yet to come. Our glory days are still in the future. And I feel as if there's some people that 
have some trust issues with the Lord where the old was good and they don't wanna lose it. They don't want the new thing because it means letting go of an old thing that was still good. But God this morning wants to give you a new song. There are others of you that are in here and it's time to let go of a bad song. Whether it's feeling like a victim or feeling justified in your fear or, or trauma or loss. Maybe you've lost somebody dear to you and you just keep replaying it and replaying it and it's starting to affect your relationships where you don't want to see if you can trust again because you don't want to put yourself in a place to be vulnerable. But God is gonna give you a new song. And I think there's a correlation between wineskins. The Bible talks about how, you know, there's time where a wineskin becomes old and you need to put new wine into a new wineskin. And if you have that image, I think the same goes with our hearts, where there's a song that plays in your heart, but then it expires. You can kind of look back through music history in each period, you know, you have the 60s, like groovy, and then you move into 70s and 80s, and then 90s. Each period has a different sound. And God is wanting to bring a new sound this morning to your heart. But in order for God to do that, you have to let Him. You have to let some things go. You have to be intentional about changing your soundtrack. And for me, I have to do this intentionally throughout my day. I started praying this prayer, you're welcome, you should do it too, where I would ask God at night to wake me up with a song, just playing in my head. And so most mornings I'll wake up with a great song playing in my head. And I've noticed the difference that it makes for when I'm you know, making breakfast for my kids and doing the routine and the hustle and bustle of setting up my day. If I can start my day with a song from heaven, it changes the trajectory of my entire day. But honestly, there are times where I wake up with no song playing and I'm just reacting to anything and everything. And I have to learn, and I want you to learn too, to take a pause take a breath, just ask God, give me, give me a different song for this day. Like I am seeing my emotions spiral. I want to throw something at my husband and it's not his fault. <laughs> like my kids, ah, just all the things. Like you can get frazzled, but if you just pause and ask God to change that soundtrack, next song, all right, let's be done with that. We can move on. You don't even have to wait till the next day. It says his mercies are new every morning, but I've seen his mercies become new after lunch. Sometimes I just need some protein and some water. <laughs> so this morning, I want you to ask God the song that's been playing in your heart, but also ask him, what, what does he have for you next? What is the new song that he has for you? And specifically, I wanna pray over the women because it is Mother's Day. Although men, I feel like this word can be for you as well, but I wanna honor and minister and God wants to minister to the women in this room. So if you're a woman, you don't have to be a mama yet because here's the thing, Eve was named before she had children and her name means mother of all living things. God has put that mothering, nurturing spirit 
on the inside of who we are as women. And we carry a mother's heart, sometimes in the spiritual, not just in the natural. And I think that's why our church is so healthy because we have just as many spiritual mamas in our house as we do natural mamas. And we all take care of each other and we look after our kids. And I mean, just stick around after a Wednesday night service. You will see like every mom just helping each other out with the mob of children running around the auditorium. Like we need each other. So if women, you could stand and just close your eyes. I wanna pray a prayer over you to receive a new song today. In Psalms 43, it says, he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed and they will put their trust in the Lord. I see you ladies leaving this auditorium with a new song, affirming the calling and the purpose in your current season. God is giving you a voice to declare your song some of you have not been able to sing in a long time, but today in the name of Jesus, God is freeing your voice to sing a new song. Whether it's a song of warfare or of gratitude and thanksgiving, whether it's a song of freedom or a song to sing over your territory, over your appointment and your calling, singing for your children, singing for your marriage, singing for your future marriage or for your community, for the schools, for our government, singing for healing or for breakthrough. You are here for a reason. You are here with a purpose. Every lie that has come against your voice is being silenced. Holy Spirit, may they receive a new song right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are called and appointed and anointed for this season. Receive your song, sing your song, declare your song. Rise up, mothers, rise up. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.